after getting a divorce, quitting my job, and really restarting my life, I wanted to start with, instead of what I should work with or who I should be with, I started with, where do I want to be? This is the podcast about people who do not put celebrity in their tax return forms, so we call them average jokes. But after a few minutes of talking, you know how it is. We're all extraordinary. Ellen Elkehog, welcome to Get to Know an Average Joe, where we have met a number of expats, usually Americans living in other countries, but you're the opposite case. You are a Swedish woman living in America. Why did you decide to go there? Three, four years ago, I um, pivoted my life. And um, I used to work for Ericsson, and I used to be global. So um, after getting a divorce, quitting my job, and really restarting my life, I wanted to start with, instead of what I should work with or who I should be with, I started with, where do I want to be? So I evaluated Singapore, London, New York, and San Francisco, because that's where I have a lot of friends as well. And um, I came to San Francisco two, three years ago, three years ago now, and I just fell in love with the city. And I just felt like, okay, this is where I belong. And after that, I figured out how to get there and what to do there, but I, I started with where I wanted to be. Life pivots, I think, are so interesting, and it's a process, right, is first figuring out that you want to pivot and then actually pivoting. So how long was this process for you? <laughs> when I was living in a loving but not so happy marriage, maybe. Um, so, And that was for a couple of years where I was living more with my sibling. And I uh, just, so that was kind of the starting point. The rest work was fine, but that was what caused the pivot. Uh, so that was a couple of years process, but when the decision was made, it took three months until I got a divorce, moved out, sold my house, got a new apartment, restarted everything, and and then um, made the decision to come here. But um, because of visa processes and stuff like that, and it's not many visas for like, 35 year old women who want to restart their life in America. That's that's not a category. <laughs> so unfortunately, so I had to figure out how to get here. I did like interviews all, at all kinds of companies and but I didn't really want to work for a company. I wanted to do my own thing and and I was going to help organization. I wanted to work as a bridge between large corporations and startups and things like that. So yeah, it took a while to figure out how to do that. And then I um, well, I then you crossed that bridge and you became yeah. a startup. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so I, I took a leap of faith and um, gambled hard in the way that I sold my apartment in Stockholm and everything I own to uh, get an investor visa, so that I could come over here. So that's the category you ultimately yeah. decided. Yeah, on. Okay. but then I worked and lived on that as a consultant first, and then um, I I got a job as a strike consultant for. Um, uh, incubator focused on Internet of Things and wearable technology. And then after doing that for a while, I got inspired to do my own project. Was that the first time that you've made a major change in your life? Are you generally a, a stable, stay comfortable, or are you a person who regularly takes inventory and makes big changes? Well, nothing as big as this, for sure. I went to high school in Oklahoma, which you didn't do when, in 95, <laughs> before Internet or 94. and. I went to um, Macau and studied there in China. I I went to the army for 15 months, which is doing like, what? What did you do in the army? 
I was a uh, second lieutenant in the Swedish Nordic brigades, so skiing and sleeping in snow and learning uh, to guard um, our borders and strategy and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I have um, done less than normal things, I would say, quite often, but not as radical as this. Why is it more radical to move to San Francisco and start a business than to be a soldier in the snow? Then I was young and adventurous. Mm. Now I was a 35-year-old woman living in Sweden, working a corporate job, living in a half a house in old town Stockholm. I had like a very cush life. And a lot of friends, my family's there, and I had a very put-together-on-paper-looking, perfect, picture-perfect life. But? But I wasn't happy. And I have seen too many people living in relationships or working jobs they hate and stuff like that. And yeah, actually, when I was in the army, I almost lost my life uh, in a car accident. So I really enjoy life. Mm. And I wasn't. I wasn't happy. And life is too beautiful and too important not to enjoy it. So I, I would never, I don't bitch and whine. I don't waste my life because I know our days are limited. So that's why I was like, okay, this is not good. I'm, I'm not happy. I'm going to do something about it instead of just staying in a situation I didn't like just because it looked perfect on paper. I'm not fake. So San Francisco became the destination. So tell us a little bit about Stila and about the, the passion that you've had to pour in. The pa- well, more than passion. You've poured everything into this. Yeah, I was so inspired. I was working with 20 startups from all over the world that are doing hardware. And um, I primarily come from like the business side and the marketing and strategy and things like that. But I wanted to, um, I wanted to get more technical. So I learned how to program Arduino boards, which is um, hardware. Um, and I learned it to um, blink when I when I moved it. And I, we were sitting in a cafe when I was learning this, and I dropped it on my bag, on the floor. And when I picked it up, it started blinking. And that's how I came up with the idea of Stilla or Stilla Motion, which is our first product. Um, because I thought it would be great if I got an alarm um, that did more than just blink. So what Stilla Motion does is that it's like a little button that you put on a door or on a stroller, or on a bag or something. And if something moves that shouldn't, um, you get an instant notification to your smartwatch or to your phone. This would solve so many pro- problems. And because you go to, I go to events all the time or I do stuff and I, wor- I want to talk to people. I don't want to worry about my stuff. Mm-hmm. I decided that I'm not going to give it four years, but 100 days. If it's possible to start a company in 100 days and people think that it's a good idea, I'll do it. So I literally focused everything I could those 100 days I was still working full-time so uh, in order to fund it because I had no money I like just had an idea and I didn't even know how to do this so I made my first um, MVP or minimal viable product in PowerPoint and cut it out and taped it on some gadget and I had my little Arduino in one hand and the other gadget in the other hand and I kind of wanted to look like this and work like that is that a good idea and and then I asked people okay when I got positive response okay and and how do I do this? And where, where can I buy LED components or, or Bluetooth? And how does this work? And I got further and further along. So after 100 days, I had a working hardware prototype. And I've had a lot of great contacts and everything. And then I felt like I had to make a decision. 
if people believed it so much, I had to believe it so much. And it was literally one of those, another pivoting moment where like, okay, will I be okay with having zero income for a year and a half, living on ramen noodles (laughs) and living in a cupboard in San Francisco? stop buying things, not going to concerts, not eating out, not drinking wine every weekend and stuff like that. No more Kush life. No more Kush life. It's like hardcore. I, I've never worked so hard and been so poor in my life, but I'm also happy. So yeah, it's, that was coming to the States was one pivot. Starting Stilla was another pivot because it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard to be a startup and you don't have anything, you don't have travel department or an accounting department or a marketing department or a legal department you have to do it's all you it's all you you were like every single department and did you ever want to say okay I've done all I could oh yeah so many times it's like oh "Oh my god what have I done I like can I just get in I want to quit I want to get back to doing strike consulting and working for Ericsson or doing whatever that just gives me higher life quality but but you haven't stopped. No, You're still stopped. at it. So yeah. w- what what keeps you in it? Well, first of all, I have a great team. So people makes it valuable. Um, and I still believe in the idea. I like the product. And we're solving real problems. And when I get emails from, like I got an email from a guy in Spain who was so happy that we have invented Stilla because his uh, wife is diabetic. And I was like, okay. But then it turns out that they have a big problem with um, pickpockets in uh, Spain, like in Barcelona and stuff like that. And their insulin, the insulin uh, syringes and stuff, they have that in small wallet-looking cases. It gets stolen. Yeah, it gets stolen. So they're always nervous. Every time they go to a restaurant, they're super nervous that that's going to be stolen. Uh, so they were like, this will change our life. It's like, oh my God, we want to have Stilla in our diabetic wallet and it will give us so much life quality. Wow. And that's great. Or people that are like, oh, this is so great. I'm going to put it on my door for my, my grandpa who has Alzheimer's because then I get a notification when they walk away and so I don't miss that. Or for the kids, they're going to have it on the door or the window so they don't fall out. And it's just a small thing. But people are so, this will enhance my life. And that feeling to have come up with something that's like, oh, that was good for my bags. And then you hear all these other, other possibilities. Things. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm passionate about what I do. And this is the starting point. And I want to continue invent. I'm an inventor. I want to invent stuff and bring all this innovation we have in technology into normal people's life. I want to bring technology to average Joe. Mm. Like it's a simple button. You push a button and it works. If something moves, it makes a sound. It's like easy. I mean, it's high tech in it with smart algorithms and uh, machine learning. We're going to have AI so you can activate it through like Amazon Echo or something like that. But people don't need to know how high tech it is. It's a nice looking like macaron looking little button and it just works. Yeah. And you're sparkling talking about it. Yeah. Everything you have and could have is in this business right now. Yeah. But Ellen, 100% Ellen can't be Stilla. So what's your next pivot? My next pivot is to uh, find my partner in crime, to not do it alone, because yes. I, that haven't been a focus of mine. Um, so I've been focusing 90% of the business and 10% on life. And on those 10% it's been like almost only my friends <laughs> and family. So um, yeah, I don't want to be alone. So that's going to be 
my next project is to free up some more time to actually have someone to share all the joys of life with. I'm sure you'll tackle that with as much determination as you've <laughs> tackled this IoT business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It's not that easy. You can't really choose to find the love of your life. It's, it's I think you can. Do you not think you can? I don't know. Maybe. I haven't tried. I might, might have to do all those dating apps or I don't even know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of writing an email to like my friends like, hey, I'm available and you, you know me and I like you and people who like people usually know other good people. So maybe I should just say that, hey, I'm finally kind of in the mood of actually meeting someone and see if someone um, thinks it's interesting and uh, we connect. Why not? Yeah, we'll see. Well, next time we meet, I hope there's news on that front. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Thank you for joining this podcast, Ellen. Nice to see you. Likewise. Another entrepreneur joins us for the next episode of Get to Know an Average Joe. I think I have attended my last Monday morning meeting. Forever. Forever, yes. Joachim Bodian talks about his professional pursuits and his personal project to connect autistic adults with artistic mentors. We are going to try to make society to see that people that they feel is not up to uh, do something for, for society, they can. Join me, Dodie Axe, soon for another episode. And now, if you'll excuse me. <laughs>